I'll do like a little bit of talking to introduce, and then we can hop into things. Okay. Yeah, go for it. Welcome, everyone, to the inaugural episode of the the Take the Pictures podcast, a podcast where the goal is to learn stories that you would never learn in a typical conversation because a lot of times we take our pictures, we put them on Instagram, and we forget about them. You get to put that one day, you get 100 likes, and that's kind of where they go to live. So we're going to, uh, with this podcast, try to res- resurrect some of these pictures, resurrect some of these memories, and hopefully get some cool stuff that you maybe would never hear before. And we're joined today by the one and the only Mark James, the king of all stories, and uh, I'm excited to have you on, Mark. I'm, I'm excited to be here. This is a sweet tea, by the way. I never drink sweet tea, so it's always like a special occasion. So I, I use this uh, really cool glass that my wife made for me. She like yeah. my etched brute logo yeah man. It's yeah pretty dope. but it's it's tea by the way i'm not i'm not like getting it's not whiskey uh that's what we did for when we did the 69th episode i just grabbed all of the whiskey i had from the cabinet which wasn't a lot and i got like a ginger ale and kind of sipped that like in retrospective but sweet tea yeah. still all good just the same um, i i don't i don't really partake in the drinking much anymore yeah. Uh, I'm I'm into more uh, herbal remedies. Yeah, that's uh, empty show. Yeah, yeah, I enjoy I enjoy watching and or at least listening to that that empty show. Yeah, um, yes, uh, I realize that that's an inside joke from another podcast. So I, I know what you're talking about. So yeah, it's yeah, the, I caught it. Yeah, that seventy show is a cover word for something that I wouldn't want my mom to know that I do. Um, so we'll just leave it at oh, that. Oh, my mom though. So. <laughs> <It's> whatever. <laughs> We've never talked about it. It's kind of like that unspoken thing. Um, but yeah, um, this is taking the pictures. The concept is I ask a guest and I've asked Mark to give me some pictures that he wants to talk about. Um, and we're going to go through each one. We're going to kind of hear the story and kind of in hopes of with this is instead of just talking about the that picture where we'll talk about that moment of life and like some of the way that you've grown through the years with each of the pictures. So we have uh, all these pictures. I've also picked some pictures um, that Mark doesn't know about that I'm going to ask him about. And I, I think that'll be fun too. You have a lot of pictures. I've been doing a lot of stuff. I'm 43 yeah, and I've been on like social media since MySpace. So uh, imagine all the pictures that, that I don't have on like Facebook or yeah. anything from before all that shit. Yeah. MySpace, like I got in right at the end of MySpace. But mm-hmm. like it, MySpace was a different beast for those who don't know because you had like all the HTML code, you had your songs, like like you could like put your heart into your MySpace page. Did you have any special backgrounds or like any kind of thing or was it just a standard profile? Oh no, I had a whole website. It was, yeah. it was impressive. I, mean, I did a whole div overlay deal yeah like did highlights of matches and i had my blog area like logo in the background all that stuff man it was for those who don't know mark is a wrestler um so we'll be talking a lot about wrestling today but uh i never thought about myspace and the wrestling scene how big was myspace back then as far as like promoting and oh i mean it's it's like it is now 
You know what I mean? It's it's like Facebook. You you still shared things and had blogs and everything. Yeah. It, it was more like written. And uh, I don't I don't really know how you like grew on it anymore. Honestly, like it's been so long. Um, it, you just did, and it's just from using it. Now I remember when Twitter started out. Yeah. And was was a big thing, and I used. Uh, especially like we'll get into it with some of these pictures, but yeah. uh, around the Power Pro time frame, like 2008, 2009, I was huh. big on Twitter and, uh, and using that a lot. I, I I just burn out really fast on social media. It's just not a thing. Yeah, um, I, I I only do it for wrestling mostly, or like acting, or like something work related. Yeah, same um, here. Yeah, but my I, wife hates that about it. Yeah. Like, because I don't put it in the same. Yeah, I, I use it for that, and then I just like posting dumb videos, like, <laughs> like dumb. Like, I like my. It's got to the point where like my wife, like she could tell when I want her to film something, and usually it's in public, and usually like there's just a dread in her eye. Like, it's like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not filming you doing this. You're gonna have to figure it out on your own. She did it. You're, last you're, you're very Jack Black with your your content it's just it's always random but like yeah. it's the life of, of being with a creative person yeah that that there's sometimes you just have to do that you know what i mean like this is part of it yeah like and i it's just like stuff that i find funny like i the one i posted like two nights ago i don't know if you saw it but it's just me with a bowl of of um chicken nuggets and garlic bread that I put in a bowl because I had too much that 70s show. And like, uh, but yeah, like very, I, I very, saw that. All right. I saw that on TikTok and I saw a right. comment that was like, what the fuck did I just watch? Yeah. <laughs> the person followed me though. They followed me. So <laughs> I just watch, but also how can I get more? Which I think yeah. is, is my aesthetic and, and kind of what I want to, to, to portray about myself. Um, but you mentioned uh, the pictures, and that is is kind of the point of the podcast. So let's hop right in to this slideshow. The, the worst thing is, man, like you you've got a ton of pictures, and you see me having a ton of pictures. Like yeah. most of the stuff is other people have taken of me. Like yeah. I never take pictures. I'm the worst about. That's why the irony of me being on the show yeah. is that I'm I'm terrible about taking pictures with people. And and then on top of it, like I for. I didn't have a cell phone until I was like 18. Oh, uh -huh. man, we're going to start here. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. All right. Um, this is, this is a good one. But, uh, uh, but, but like, I didn't have a cell phone yeah. for years. And then I definitely, like, I wrestled. I didn't even bring a camera with me. So my first, like, 10 years of my wrestling career, I don't have video. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then... Uh, and what I do have was horrible, and I try to get it all off YouTube. <laughs> but anyway, um, so yeah, the irony is like and I also came from the generation that you were like you were a mark if you wanted to take pictures with people. Yeah, you know yeah. So like it was looked down upon in the locker room and all this stuff. And I only did it because like my parents asked me to take pictures with, with the name that came in or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would do something cool for the kids. Or whatever. But anyway, um, anyway. I won't take over the thing. Anyway, anyway, or maybe I will. All right. So Daniel's going to be back in just a minute, guys. He's having some technical difficulties. 
but we're going to keep going because this thing's recording. Uh, so and it sucks because I know he wants to listen to this. Um, this is, uh, oh, that's gone too. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, yeah, once again, it's really funny because, like, there's so many, he's going to show pictures of me with people and things like that. I never take these pictures. Like, I don't even think about it. Um, I, I don't know. I'm just, it's just not my thing. But I hope these come off really well. And I hope you guys enjoy these stories. Perfect time. Sorry about that. No, oh. you're good, man. I'm covered while you were gone. We just segue. It's okay. I, uh, there we go. I'm back. Um, I don't know why it does that. But it does, it's done it a lot tonight. Usually it's just like one and done. But um Is it like a processor thing or like a I don't know anything about computers. No idea what it is. It's just like I yeah, I don't know. It's annoying to edit. That's my least favorite part, but Oh, I bet. You can leave that in if you want to. I just kept talking. Oh no, I'm, this is gonna be like a, a little O C D from like it's gonna be a lot different than Lil F Lariat. So Okay. Um, yeah, no problem. Yeah. But um Yeah, you see, we're so, talking about the first like ten years of of your career is kind of like not there. Yeah, it wasn't really cool back then. Well, yeah, and I and like I didn't, I couldn't afford a camera. Well, I, I probably could, but I didn't. Like, I had more important shit to buy. And um, you know, wrestling didn't really pay anything, so it was you were hoping you get stuff from promoters or like, yeah, there wasn't like ringside photographers or like backstage photographers and shit. Like, and yeah, there's there's so much content now. But anyway, I was lucky enough that that this picture exists and and to really get into it. Okay, as you can see, we're being escorted to the ring by uh, some ladies that work at a, a restaurant uh, called Hooters. Yes, from Birmingham, Alabama. It looks like. Uh, no, actually, this was in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Okay, just a weird actually. weird top then. Yes. Uh, but yeah, this was in Fable. Uh, the guy right there is my fucking man. Like, this dude. <laughs> uh, his name is Moses Manson. Uh, he's, he's the reason I'm wrestling again. Yeah. Uh, but but we'll, we, we can get into that. Later. But yeah, this is the only time he ever managed me. Uh, and it was literally in front of like five people at a Hooters. Yeah. <laughs> but uh and i don't know what the fuck i was wearing then either. like I, I, was I was about to say that like it was just a singlet i got on ebay it was a total yeah. identity crisis at the time so at there. what point in your career was this this was uh probably 2000 2008 2009 it was in, in between things like i was trying to to get out of the old sticks deal and get into a Mark James gimmick. But I didn't like, again, I just never spent money on wrestling. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I had a family, I had shit to do. We were, we had things that we had to take care of. It was more important. So like the, I always tried to get like basic as fuck, you know, gear or whatever. But like the Mark James thing, when I finally got into it, I tried to think a little more serious. Um, I don't remember where I got that singlet. Uh, I know it was 
it was like an eBay thing, and I got another one with it that has turned into the the like traveling singlet of the Indies, and I wish we had it. Um, it was it was blue. Uh, I, th- I sold this one to somebody too. It was probably Huckabee. Um, but uh, so the thing was, I I would wear a singlet for whatever, and then Huckabee wanted the singlet, so I would give it to Huckabee, and then he would wear it for whatever, and then uh, he would be carny and sell that shit yeah. <laughs> to somebody else. And uh, the one in question it went from me to Huckabee to Tim. And if you see early early pictures of Tim, uh, you'll see him in a blue singlet with like yeah. a black like triangle type thing. So that was it was all the same time period that I wore wore these singlets. So I was trying to to like come into a new uh, character at the time and, and like a, a little more of me instead of like yeah. the the sticks thing that I was doing for years yeah. and uh, and it was just terrible but but this match was really cool because this match uh, was Literally. way better than it should have been for a Hooters parking lot fable yeah. I can tell you that. Um, it was uh, me against uh, Trevor Lee uh, who is now uh, Cameron Grimes yeah uh, and uh, Ty Tyson is the skinny guy. In the yeah. Uh, who at the time was like the ultimate athlete. And we did a, a three way and we went nuts, man. We just, we did everything uh, for nobody, <laughs> for, for no pay in a Hooters parking lot. At 1.07 p.m. For those listening, which um, this is really what you probably want to, to watch. But uh, I'll, I'll put all, for just to preface, I'll put all of these pictures on social media. So follow us at Take the Pictures Pod everywhere and you can find these pictures. But uh, but yeah, this is, I will say that first picture, the photographer <laughs> did not do you any favors. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, like, it almost looks like you're a dad that's like wearing like an old school, like 1960s, like swim trunks. And you're just like, <laughs> <laughs> like somehow you got like, ended up at a wrestling event. Um, oh yeah, I just I like snuck into the side doors. Yeah, like uh, facial the, hair is definitely a good thing for you. Yeah, but I grew up really well into the business, man. Yeah. Uh, but it was one of those things. Like before this, I was wearing. Oh fuck! I had like UFOs on, and, and like, uh, and if you don't know, UFOs are like parachute pants for reason. yeah, basically. So like, I wore like red UFOs, and I had like. A tank top on or I had like Superman shirts built you know sticks and everything, everything else. So this was me trying to like look like a professional. And yeah. so I started going to a lot of seminars. It, like I really took wrestling series um uh when I was you know back then trying to get this done and then going through my divorce like I really jumped into wrestling um hard, you know, it was yeah like safe space thing. And this was this was in that time period. Yeah. So this was also the time period that I was hanging out with Moses Manson a lot. We were drinking bottles of tequila and uh, and watching a lot of uh, FMW uh, in Japan. So yeah, uh, that's kind of why I wanted to bring this picture into this because uh, Moses Manson was uh, probably one of the most creative guys I've ever met, and uh, one of the guys that I've, I've like been through and looked. I, he and I booked a ton of stuff at Power Pro together for yeah. like a good day, year. We were, we were knocking that thing down until the end of the month. 
And um, uh, unfortunately, I lost him a couple of years ago. But, you know, <laughs> it's funny. The whole time I was out of the business, he would call me up and he would say, uh, you know, hey, man, I got this opportunity for you down in Wilmington. because he, he works at uh, UPW, uh, UPWA yeah. down there. I work there sometimes. And, um, you know, I've been talking to Brower and he wants to bring in. We're going to do this and this and this. When I met him, like I met this dude, he was uh, working. We were both at Ring Wars Carolina. And this was when, like, Casey McKnight or Dax Harwood was there. This yeah. was uh, Zane and Dave Dawson were there. Uh, Trey G, the guy that trained them. Uh, Nightstick, Danny Brown, Hank Manson. Uh, and I was just, like, working my way in. So, like, I had just moved from uh, Green Gold, North Carolina, down to Fayetteville. And uh, I was running the restaurant number. So I worked my way in through the restaurant yeah. as like a sponsorship thing. Like, hey, man, like I know you got a show. You guys need to feed the boys. I got you covered. You know what I mean? Just put over my restaurant. For me. Yeah. And that's how I met him. And then, you know, we get there and we start talking and they ask me about stuff. And I'm like, well, I'm a worker. Like I've trained here and I've done this and all that stuff. Like they didn't. Again, we didn't have fucking YouTube back then, yeah. <laughs> you know. So it's like it's not as easy to do all this without like some of these social media advantages and things like that. Like you just had to go and meet people yeah. uh, back in the day. So, uh, but that's what I did. I actually did a, a spot with Sean Cruz um, where I was like delivering wings there, and and they put me over real big. But Sean and I, Sean Cruz and I actually did like this little spot break. Yeah. Uh, to put over the restaurant and everything else that I was like, like intro into Ring Wars Carolina. But anyway, sorry, uh, I'm long with it. Uh, so I meet Manson, and Manson's had some addiction issues throughout his life. And he, he, um, did you lose me? Did I lose you? No, your, your mic is, is kind of going in and out. My mic is going in and out? Yeah, it's it's like um, I was just trying to see if I could adjust it on my end. It'll like be really clear, then it'll like kind of go and be soft. Huh. Might be that I don't I don't know. I was just seeing if there was anything I could do to adjust it. I don't know. I took the hat off. We're we're gonna keep trying. Is that okay? okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So um, uh, I forgot what I was saying. Uh, you did a spot a sponsorship for Sean Cruz. If you want to start back there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so we did the, um, uh, the spot with Sean and everything else. And, and then they kind of brought me in. I did a ring announcer deal for him one time and it was literally like whatever I could do because it was the only local promotion there. And I, I needed to work. Like I wanted to, I wanted to do something locally. Um, uh, as usual, I didn't have a lot of time to travel because I ran a, like two restaurants and yeah. I work like 118 hours a week. So like wrestling was literally just, I need something to, so I don't kill people. Yeah. In the shoot. Um, anyway, so I meet Manson there and the first time I meet him, he gets thrown out of a show that he was working on. Yeah. Uh, because he, he like complained about his family coming in or something like that. And something happened. In security. 
so <laughs> that was my introduction to him was him blowing his shit in the in the locker room losing his mind and then getting thrown out of the show so uh i didn't really have a high high like thought process of him at first but uh then he comes to power pro wrestling with uh with my tag partner at the time this guy tito ray and uh we were we would travel from fable to uh carthage where power pro was located at and uh manson just jumped in the truck with us yeah and again my only thing with him was him losing the shit in the back like it, i didn't see him in a great light at the time yeah so we go there and we're uh we're working on everything and uh and i see what he has to do and he, he's real over the top and i see him putting himself over all the time and like kind of not getting his, his guys over and everything else so as we're we're coming back from uh the show that night he's talking about trying to get the power pro and i bury because it's me yeah and i'm an ass you know so i'm like dude uh i don't know man we got a lot of managers and uh you know we we need guys that are going to put their guys over and not worry about getting themselves over in the process all the time uh i was like it's really really more important for you to focus on your teams that you're representing yeah more and I, like we just tore down everything he's doing um and he he hated me <laughs> for a while but then we like respected each other you know what i mean because it was one of those that i didn't pull any punches with him he didn't pull any punches with me like we were just going, you know, we would just say whatever the hell was on our minds. Yeah. But we would get it done, and we would come up with really cool ideas, um, and and brand a lot of really good stuff in in the state. He he pulled off the first like women's first blood match in North Carolina. Oh wow. Booked this whole angle with uh, with women at Power Pro. It was uh, Jesse Jordan and someone else. I don't know. It's probably on YouTube. Um, I, I would book like the tag angles and stuff like that. And we would, we would just watch a bunch of, uh, Japanese wrestling and drink a couple bottles of TV and figure it out, you know, yeah. for like six months. It was great. That's awesome. Um, yeah. That definitely sounds like the way to do it. Cause then you don't have to worry about like continuity cause it's there from start to finish. And I'm sure the tequila added a little bit of extra spice, um, to go back. <laughs> To go back to this picture, I am curious as to what this woman is doing over here in the corner. Um, there are six people I, there. The orange shirt in the background. Yeah. Uh, I she's think like, I, she's coming from where like the trailer was and everything else. So I think she was like part of the show. Okay. Or at least part of the crew for the show or something. Yeah. So there definitely wasn't any like customers. <laughs> <laughs> there were a few inside but it, yeah. i don't remember a lot you know yeah so we've got this we have your match with um uh, it's uh trevor yeah Ed trevor lee, lee Ty tyson and uh Ty tyson uh Ty tyson was managed by um samantha star or miss star now in, in yeah anyway. um, oh, yeah. she's doing really great things awesome third generation wrestler yeah. I worked with her a lot when she was first getting into it. Also, uh, her and Baby Doll, um, because I used to drive Baby Doll around for a while. Yeah, um, I've heard a few Baby Doll stories. Uh, probably. I don't. Mo most are. Some are fabricated. Some are are probably really true. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean. 
but uh, she she's an interesting person. Let's yeah. put it that way. We spent a lot of time in cars together and uh, and talking about stuff. She's got some some different outlooks on things. So I feel like if we were to go down that rabbit hole, we would never get off of this podcast. So no. go ahead and go to this next picture. I don't remember exactly what it is, so we'll both find out together. It's it's bad enough that I'm gonna. Oh man, this is cool. All right, so uh, it's bad enough that I'm I'm really long with it. I'm gonna talk yeah. about. Uh, this is really simple, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce the people from uh, from left to right. Uh, left is uh, well, I guess my left. Like I'm looking at the pictures. So the guy yeah. on the left with the hat on is me. Yeah. Uh, this was uh, probably uh, 2003. Wow. Something like that. Uh, this is the founding group of Just Cause Pro Wrestling. Uh, see that sign? Just yeah. Cause Pro Wrestling was my first wrestling organization that I, I ran. Into. Um, it was uh, 2003. The purpose of this was, um, and we'll we'll go from again left to right. Me in the hat. Uh, Daniel Smith. Uh, he's a referee. He's out of Raleigh too. I'm trying to get into uh, UPW. Um, the guy in the middle is introduced me to it, uh, DCW. Yeah, same guy, same guy. Um, the guy in the middle is a guy named Greg Ragland. Uh, he's he's an old friend of mine. I met him through uh, the UWC, which was the organization that we actually broke off from to start this organization. Um, but not because there was any heat, although it did lead to heat between me and the promoter because I didn't put my money into his place. Yeah. Um, but I had I had a purpose in this organization. Why we started it. Anyway, uh, the guy to the left, I guess. Next, my guy. right. Yeah. The next guy is Ben Hardy. Uh, ben is probably one of my oldest friends. I met him when I, we both worked at Papa John's Pizza. Uh, another thing that you'll notice with me is a lot of people tend to hate me at first, yeah. and then they get to know me, and we we become good friends. Um, especially back then. Like I was very abrasive. I, I fucking couldn't stand it. Um, but anyway, Ben Hardy, uh, old friend of mine, former roommate. We still talk. Um, trying to get him to come to UPW show. He's a big Hoovy fan, so I think the if I can get him out to the Cinco Mayo show, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, and then the guy, the redheaded guy, all the way on the end is a guy named Ron Mills, and uh, Ron works. Um, some of the ESW shows still with me, um, but very sparingly. He doesn't do a lot. Uh, he's also the guy that owns like a couple of Ric Flair's robes okay. and a lot of like Harley. Like he does all the NWA stuff with Flair's robes and stuff like that. He's got the Starcade one. Um, he's got like boots and a whole museum. Um, and we're standing in uh, the ring from WrestleMania two. Okay. One of the from WrestleMania two. Uh, actually, uh, I bought that ring from uh, Ken Ken Dome, Kenny Dankstra, and uh, from the Spirit Squad. Ken, yeah, yep, yep. His brother, um, and they got it from Kilk uh, um Greg and I actually drove from North Carolina all the way up to to uh, Massachusetts, picked up that heavy ass twenty by twenty metal fucking ring. It was huge, stupid heavy. And uh, put it into a moving truck, moved it down to North Carolina uh, together, and uh, started that company. And the, com- the point of the company was um, 
really, I wanted to do some charity stuff. Um, but like everybody in wrestling was doing charity shit back then. And it, it always looked like such a work. Like I never saw the charity actually making anything off of it. It was just like, Oh, well, if we make anything after whatever, then it's yours. You know what I mean? And it always turned out to be a word to like use the charity's name to get your shit over. Um, and I hated that. So I, we started just cause for wrestling and I, I put, like I got a decent amount of money one year. I don't remember from what, but we, we got some, uh, I think I, I took out a loan and bought a house and, um, that's what it was. And I had some extra there and I wanted to buy a wrestling. Um, so we found the ring and everything else. And we started at JCW. Uh, the first thing we did with, was with, uh, Vietnam veterans of America out in like Hope County. And we ran the show out there with them. We, it was during like a monsoon, <laughs> like ridiculous. Um, got Brad Hunter and, um, uh, who was, who was the friggin' name there? Oh, I can't remember. I gotta go back and watch. But Brad Hunter was on it. He was doing a lot of stuff with WWE at the time. Uh, I was terrible back then, but I was on it. Uh, we had some guys that couldn't, oh, uh, Conan was on it, I think. And, uh, somebody else. We had some people that couldn't make it in because of the weather and things. But right. anyway, um, you know, we, we did that stuff. We did uh, another show for like Relay for Life mm-hmm. uh, out in Greenville, North Carolina. I had George South and Bobby Eaton was the, the main on Oh, no, no, sorry. George South and David Flair was the main on that one. Bobby Eaton and uh, Brad Hunter was like the semi, which yeah. is like, again, this is back in like 2003. So you, you see George South now. Yeah, yeah. Right. Just imagine, like twenty years ago, George South, he could move like way better, and he still did the same shit, obviously. But it like it was like uh, the way everybody sees George now, and the way we saw George back then is very similar. Like he hasn't changed. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, But it was just really cool to have him, like him on the show, and then Bobby Eaton on the show. Just being being able to become friends with Bobby through this. Yeah, you know what I mean. Was just incredible. Like he, Bobby's one of the best people I've ever met uh, in the wrestling business. Wouldn't hurt a fly. Like just, yeah. just the kindest. Like man, yeah. I don't know if you ever got a chance, but man, Bobby was fucking great. But anyway, all because of this and this group of guys that we all uh, we got together at my my little fucking duplex one night and was like, hey, let's start wrestling. And uh. And that was it. That's uh, JCPW and uh, the staff. So WrestleMania two ring, does that make it mm-hmm. more expensive or or? Uh, I picked it up for like twenty five hundred bucks, man, because it was old as shit and was rusting yeah. and, and like needed a lot of work and everything. But yeah, we we got it for twenty five hundred. You should uh, like take pictures with the WrestleMania twenty two ring out in front of it, a la. Uh, the Ric Flair robes. <laughs> uh, you know, I never wanted it for that. I, I actually brought it down and I set it up in my front yard uh-huh. um, for for like a couple weeks. We trained out in it and did all this other stuff. And, you know, I ended up like replacing the wood in it and stuff like that. And then I, I, ended, I ended up selling it when I got divorced. Um, uh, I, I kind of just got rid of everything. And uh, uh, this guy, Vinny Bain, the guy that trained me, Actually, he bought it. 
And uh, he still has it, as a matter of fact, as far as I know. I haven't heard that he actually sold it. I heard he was thinking about it. But as far as I know, he's still on the green. So I could go see that. Did you make a profit on it? No, no, I sold it in for what I got. Typical Mark James. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I, man, I, and probably less. I don't know. Uh, it was the, I'm never. Money is not a big thing. I like money. Don't get me wrong. Like I understand the need for it for things, and like how it, it makes this ridiculous world go round. Yeah. But like, I, I just don't long for it. You know what I mean? I long for experiences. I long for. Uh, you know, services. Like, uh, I like being able to do things for people, and people, you know, in turn feel like they can do things for me. Yeah. And it's it's a good world when you have a bunch of people that are willing to do stuff like that together. Yeah. I think that's well said and well put. So, um, how many shows did you guys run here? Uh, we ran three shows, and then uh, I took a net loss of like four grand. Okay. And my wife uh, was like, you're not running any more wrestling shows. So here was the thing. We drew really well. Um, the ticket prices were probably a little low for what we were spending. Right. Yeah. Uh, but the charities always made money. And that's all I cared about at the yeah. time. Like, I figured I could make it back. You know what I mean? But what I spent in advertising for the shows is what killed me. Yeah. Um, trying to do TV ads. Like, we were running two ads on on like raw and like an ad on smackdown back then and then we would have ads on uh um uh, well wcw just ended so we would try and do like an ad where ecw was going or someone you know whatever was on at the time and then uh tv was so damn expensive back then like you would give it was like eighteen hundred dollars just in ads um ad revenue space for television to get played yeah. between ESPN, USA, whatever else. And then you do radio advertising on top of that. And and my goal also was to pay everybody. Mm-hmm. I didn't care who they were. Whatever they did at the time, they're getting paid. You know what I mean? Even if it's 20 bucks to the ring guy, you're still getting 20 bucks. Like, I don't yeah. minimum, minimum. Um, you know what I'm saying? So it was like, uh, no matter what, whoever's coming in is you're getting like 40 bucks. And again, this, this was back in 2002, you know, like 2002, 2003, I'm trying to do things differently. Yeah. Um, back then. And, and it's finally happened. <laughs> it's, it's finally coming, coming true. 22 years later. Um, yeah. Another pattern. I'm hoping this next one, we're getting some more facial hair. I'm glad you finally found the beard, but um, I, like I said, I don't know what this next photo is, so we're gonna go and we'll let we'll let's see what it goes. Oop, maybe not. There we go. I All still right. didn't have the beard then. What's that? I, I still didn't have the beard then. Yeah, it's okay though. I feel like so there's a, enough in this picture to, to to distract. That's not Mick Foley, right? No. Okay. That's that's Dick Foley. Oh, okay. That's that's the infamous Dick Foley. Uh, he ran he ran Power Pro Wrestling like he was the guy. Yeah, uh, he did all that stuff. Uh, Jimbo is his name. And then the guy uh, ne- up front next to him is uh, the guy in the blue shirt. That's Solomon Spade, and he's he's now uh, an actor um, doing like some pretty cool movies and stuff like that. So you may see him in some pretty cool films. Um, there's a Hispanic dude above. 
uh, Jimbo. Uh-huh. Uh, his name was uh, Jan Carlin. Uh-huh. And uh, he's the guy, he's the reason I met my wife. Okay. Yeah. So uh-huh. we'll, we'll get into that later too. But he's him and Trevor, uh, the little dragon guy in the yeah. uh, ass that's up what, front. So that, yeah. that's Trevor Lee. Uh, okay. And um, they were a tag team at the time. And then uh, there's there's so much going on in this picture. But this is this is powerful. Oh, you see Mike Devine all the way up in the back. Yeah, I think so. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Manson, Moses Manson. There. This is the the I think the last night that Manson. It is, as a matter of fact. This is the last night that Ranson uh, Manson wrestled at uh, Power Pro. This is when he went to Oklahoma, and. Um, we we just did a no 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 this is a fan after the fans bring the weapons match that him and Colby did yeah uh, they did a whole thing that a fans bring the weapons match we had a TLC this is a spring fling show I think um, I saw so I've seen clips for the TLC that was with Trevor as well yeah yeah that was with, uh, Trevor and Justin Duke and and um uh his partner I can't remember his name right now and Giancarlo yeah um Trevor and the, the guy up in the all the way in the back uh, with the tie-dye shirt on. That's Tito. Yeah, the, the Doodly Boys. Yeah, the Doodly Boys. Um, the guy in the black shirt next to Manson who's all bloody. Uh, yeah. Manson's all bloody holding the plaque. The guy in the black shirt next to him, that's Trevor Lee's dad. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's um, uh, He was part of Omega, actually. Uh, Tracy. Really, really good dude. Who is the guy in like the? Uh, I can't tell if it's a devil or a dog mask. Right above Trevor. Devil or dog mask? Oh, the uh, oh, that's um, that was actually Solomon Spade's uh, like tag partner or manager. His uh-huh. name is Jester. Actually, it was like a clown. Uh-huh. Get up! <laughs> He's actually the reason I wanna I won the heavyweight title in the night. <laughs> if if it weren't for him, I would not have won the title. So we um we did this match, the the suicide steel chamber match. Okay, uh-huh. that's what we called it back then. Again, this is two thousand eight. If, if it's offensive, sorry. Yeah. But anyway, that was the name of the match. And basically, uh, Manson and I again were drinking a bunch of tequila, and we watched some FMW, and we saw War versus FMW, and they did a War Games match just in one ring. Uh-huh. Um, with with uh you know weapons or whatever so they would do the staggered entrances and everything else well we came up with this idea that it would be just this crazy ass match that you had to be in the ring to win you know what i mean like it was an elimination you had to be in the ring to pin someone but you can go anywhere you wanted right there was no limitations yeah you know you had to be inside the cage at the end of it um, we also had the fans choose the order that wrestlers came out, which is a fucking horrible idea. But yeah. we did. It. <laughs> and uh, it ended up having three heels come out first, and then me, who was the first baby face put into the match. So I got my ass kicked 
until the next guy came down. But then it, it like really worked out. Like we, we almost booked it because my tag partner came down and the other guys that were in the ring were the other tag team in the match. And then it really just like the fans just happened to pull out the names in the order of like the different angles that we had. Mm -hmm. So it really, it worked out, but it was like, it started off really shaky. Yeah. What do you do for like the, just people hanging out in the ring? What was it? Was it, were you the first person? Oh, it was, uh, you would just sit in the back and, and wait till like your entrance. So you would, um, what? If they're the the three guys from the f- other team were first, right? Yeah. So oh, what did I do? Or to like what did they do? Just like hang out in the ring for like five minutes? Yes. Okay. Yes. Was, it, was, was, it was not good. Yeah. Uh they just they did. They just kinda hung out. But the thing was the fans were so into it they didn't give a shit. Yeah, they're probably talking um, shit and kinda Yeah, just getting major heat. And then my music hits. You know what I mean? Like they pull my name and we were big babies then. So it didn't like they didn't care. They're like, oh shit, you know, uh Dubber Ray Dukely is coming down, whatever my name was. Yeah. And uh and we were we were getting into it. So like I was I had to figure out how the fuck I was gonna do this because you don't just jump a ring between guys. Yeah. You know. Luckily we could use weapons and things like that. So I grab a chair and kind of, you know stutter step my way into it kind of wasted as much time as I could till they jump on me and then thankfully my tag partner came down and worked in the match but the the reason why i ended up winning the title is jester was the gm of the company at the time and at the beginning of the match like the heavyweight title was in the match but it wasn't on the line i think scrap had it i think that's what it was scrap had the title at the time but it wasn't on the line right but he said it was on the line in front of the crowd you know what i'm saying yeah so yeah. the match is now for the championship like it just is and that was it and i wasn't even supposed to win manson was supposed to win because this was like his big going away thing yeah but we just did a tournament for that heavyweight title and we couldn't vacate it again right after that because manson couldn't win the title he was leaving and he's a fucking manager he's not a wrestler so yeah. what are we doing you know what I mean? So there, there's like so much on the fly booking going on in this crazy ass 10 person match that we're having yeah. in one ring in one cage. And, and like something happened to me where like I didn't get eliminated and it was going to come down to, I was coming in to do a heel turn on Foley at the end of the match. And, uh, and when I did the heel turn, I was going to leave it. So Manson could win the match. Yeah. At the time, that was the book to finish, right? But the title's now on the line. So as I got, I was like injured or whatever. I got taken out of the match for a little bit. Um, uh, it got down to Foley and Manson, and they're doing their thing. And the spot comes up that I'm supposed to come in and turn on Foley and turn a heel, yeah. which is the night I met my wife. By the way, well, I actually it was the night she saw me. Yeah. And and I'll get to that story in a little bit too. Yeah. But uh but yeah, so as I come back into the ring for my spot, I pick up Foley and I'm just about to hit him with a spine buster. And I'm like, hey, I've got to pin Manson because we can't have a non champion. Yeah. And we're like trying to pass these messages. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
but we couldn't we couldn't make the decision on the fly in the back because it's Foley's organization. Yeah. And like he had to approve it. Uh-huh. Right. But the, the booker, uh, the, the two guys that booked everything and the owner of the company were all in the ring. So, so yeah. we're like, we had to talk about it in the ring. Yeah. Yeah. And, and sort the whole thing out. Well, I ended up, I, I beat Manson for the title, which he called me a bitch for. He hated me <laughs> still to this day. He's like, that was my moment. Motherfucker. I can't stand <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah. So I ended up, uh, I wasn't supposed to win the title. He, he actually like manifested it, I guess. He's got a plaque. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Manson got a plaque out of it. And then the next week I, I did the big heel turn. I wrestled uh, Tito. Uh, no, no, no. I wrestled Scrat um, in a really fun match for the heavyweight title, like the next show Yeah. after all this. And I, I ended up having a really cool title run uh, with myself and my tag partner, uh, like against my old tag partner, because I went out and did the whole singles thing. Yeah. And then he, um, he came out at the end of Scrap's match and he actually like, put me over real big and then went like he was uh you know cheering with the crowd like he was excited for me and then he pulls me in for the spine buster and when he did uh i think i sent you this picture too. uh it's the one with like it's really blurry but it's yeah yeah back. i don't think that one made the cut oh it's fine um but anyway like the reason the reason i sent that to you was i tore my mcl there. yeah so i just won the title and then he did that, and I tore my MCL and my PCL um, the way it landed. And yeah. that was literally the night I met my wife. Because I went to, uh, instead of going to the doctor after the show, I went to Andy's. And uh-huh. she was there and started talking shit to me. Um, and then we were, uh, and that was it. Yeah. For those, for those wondering, uh, this is what uh, Mark looked like through this whole time. Um, uh, was, was there more, like, because, like, You've got uh, what was it, Dick Foley, right? Yeah. And then you've got the the Doodly Boys. Are there any other kind of like? Similar- Everybody said Scrap was, but he wasn't. Yeah. I mean, kind of, but he wasn't. You know what I mean? Like everybody said he was he was a checkyard Don thing, but that, that wasn't the case. No, I don't um, think so. Yeah, Foley Foley did that. Uh, we did the Doodlies things for probably like six months. Yeah, I I despised it the entire time, um, and it, it was fun. The only reason why I really liked it is because he just let me say whatever I wanted to on the promos. Yeah, um, and you know how I enjoyed that. Like I, I could curse in the ring. I was the only guy that can get away with it because he told me he's like, "I need you guys to do a Dudley gimmick," and I'm like, "Well, that's fine, but if we're doing it, like especially ECW Dudleys, like I'm doing it fucking right." Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to do Bubba. I'm going to be a fucking asshole. I'm going to be the guy that starts riots. I'm going to curse out the fucking people in the crowd, beg them to come fight me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm that guy. Um, And it turned into a baby gimmick. I don't even fucking know how. No do you remember, like, something that you're just like, I can't believe I just said that in a wrestling ring? <laughs> I'm sure there were times, but I don't remember what I said. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there were, there were things I, it was more people coming up to me afterwards and was like, dude, I can't believe you just said that. And I was like, I I don't think about it. Yeah. Uh, 
I said, I said to one lady that her daughter should have been a blowjob. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. That was the night I turned eel again. That was my wife. My wife called her best friend or, or like texted my best, uh, her best friend whilst, while I was in the room after I turned heel. And she's like, I want that one. <laughs> <laughs> Legit. Like she, she did that during the heel turn. She didn't, we didn't know each other at the time. Yeah. And she, the reason why I knew her through Jane Carlo is that they were friends and I thought they had a thing going on. I, I, I still give her shit over it, but, uh, but they didn't, uh, evidently, but anyway, um, yeah, they were friends. So she would come to the shows with him and then she saw me and she started coming to the shows for me. Uh, and, and it was a thing after that, but yeah, all because of me turning heel that night, which I didn't even turn heel. The fans wouldn't let me. Yeah. So the, the next, well, sorry, go ahead. While the Doodly Boys may have been something you despised, there could be a world where you never were the Doodly Boys. You never meet your wife. Yeah. I mean, butterfly effects and all, man. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. Totally, totally weird. Um, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of things that I always say. Yeah, again, I was married before this. Yeah. You know. So like if that worked out, I would have never met her. Or if I never if I never got sent back to, to North Carolina in the Marine Corps and stayed out in California or went yeah. to Japan. You know, like everything could have been different. Yeah, but um, this was more fun than if <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. Like, I just, I think about stuff like that all the time and how, how, like, you know, certain decisions have led me to where I am in my life, but man, without them, you know, where would I be? Yeah. I've, I've, I've was married once before and it's like, it's like difficult of a situation. It is like without that situation, you wouldn't be where you were today. So it's ultimately worth it. Yeah. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. It's a weird way, Uh, but yeah. It is, man. Well, we we ended up uh, Tino and I. We ended up doing like a, a good like six eight month program uh-huh. uh, there at Power Pro on top of the thing. We did a cage match. I did like a moonsaw off top of the cage. Uh, he hung me like over the top rope, hung me with a bull rope um, one time, and especially since it would not have gotten over well if I did it to him. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. So we with that. That's another reason why I had to be baby in this whole thing. Yeah. Like it, it just didn't work. First, the fans didn't let me turn. Plain and simple, they wouldn't yeah. let me do it. Like I, I turned. Foley was the biggest baby we had in the company. I turned on him. Should have put me there, right? Yeah. Got me. No, it didn't. They, they cheered for it, and I was like, oh fuck. Now we got a problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so then, then when I worked scrap, they cheered for me there, and we're like, well, fuck it, I'm staying baby. Yeah. And we turned the whole thing and had Tito turn on me. And then we ran. He kidnapped my mom. I remember you telling me this at on your mm-hmm. like first episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's on YouTube also. Yeah. Um, crazy stuff, man. We did some really good shit at Power Pro. Again, 2008, 2009, uh, running bi-weekly shows uh, for two, three years out of a, um, well, at first it was in Carthage. Uh, Foley did it on his own. Him and some other guys were running it at the fairgrounds in Carthage for like a year and a half. Uh-huh. And then up at uh, in Sanford, we had the movie theater we yeah. ran out of. And seen we did. Uh, what's that? I said, I've just seen pictures. It's really a cool venue for wrestling. Yeah. Man. Uh, yeah, we ran Ustream, like pay-per-view shows, live, live stream shows every two weeks out of there through shitty like DVR security cameras. 
terrible. Yeah. Well, it's kind of ahead of the curve. Look at what GCW is doing. They're doing bi-weekly shows, albeit all across the country, but they're streaming it um, on a little bit better cameras. Um, <laughs> uh, speaking of cameras, this is a shitty segue. I'm just going to go to the next picture. We'll see what it is. Uh, <laughs> this next picture, it went right into this one. So this is you and Tito. Um, then we've got this one, which uh, the only <laughs> thing I can really make out of this picture is it's amazing that with how pixely this is, you can still see the lazy eye. <laughs> yeah yeah man um get me canceled and like disrespecting <laughs> the elders but i'll say it i don't know it's well, i mean he makes jokes about it too so yeah um this crew was uh it was pretty funny man all right so this is me and the guy next to me in the black hat that's tommy uh tommy Penarelli. he was a power pro training um but he's actually uh, one of the guys that was helping train for Robert yeah. in, in Georgia for a long time. Uh-huh. Like he was one of the guys that was training at the school there. He trained with Robert for a really long time. Um, so he's the one that got me and Dice, the guy above him in the white shirt. Yeah. That's Roland Dice. He and I were power pro together. And uh, the guy on the other side of Robert is... Uh, is a guy named Thomas Warren um, or Big T. He was kind of the, the money guy in this whole group. And the guy in the shirt with the seven on it, I could not remember his name, but holy fuck, he was hilarious. I bet. Uh, he was a guy that was like just there with Robert, like they were friends. And the stories the two of them told, and I wish I remembered all of them other than the one about the glass table. Wish I didn't remember that one. But, uh, What's that? I just said, yeah. If oh, you want yeah. to share that, I, I'd, I'd love to hear it, but I uh, I don't. Uh, it's it's. I think I think WWE actually did like one of their anime. You know the animated ones where they have people tell stories. Anime. Yeah. I, I swear they did one on that. Okay. I'll it's, look that yeah, it's disgusting. Anyway, okay, so yeah. um, but yeah, we were working shows for uh for Robert Gibson down in Myrtle Beach uh on like Thursday nights. Yeah. To, front of no crowd at all um man but yeah i got to work robert gibson and charlie dreamer uh who's as close to ricky morton as you're gonna get yeah uh, on the 80s and we got to do that for like two months straight <laughs> on random ass thursdays uh driving down to brittle beach um for for a little to no pay but i didn't give a fuck because i was working yeah. with robert gibson <laughs> and like learning tactics being okay. in the ring with him yeah like it was whatever i didn't care you know what i mean yeah and again i was going through a divorce i had nothing else to do i, I had like no job i had no life i i was feeling sorry for myself. you fit right in at myrtle beach i'm sure yeah yeah man my brother lived there too it was like yeah. a, super easy i had a place to stay anytime i wanted to go you know so it was really cool but yeah this was uh at a bar after one of the shows um and we played pool and robert told a bunch of us really bad stories <laughs> that were you know funny for 80s wrestling but nowadays probably not so great yeah i can only imagine is that guy next to the number seven is he a full-size person or is he crouched down i i'm not sure <laughs> i think he's crouched down okay uh i i think 
I would have. I feel like he would stick out to me more if he was a little person because I, I like really like I like little people. Yeah. Like they, I I like I see them a lot now, way more now than I used to. Actually, there's like two or three of them that, that I work in the same area they shop. Um, but yeah, man. No, I think I would remember that. Very okay. very similar to Callie, uh, to Trey's wife. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I don't watch all the shit. So. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I've seen a few episodes of Little People Big World and uh, not missing much. Dude, I'm all right. So you want to talk about like missed opportunities and taking pictures and missed opportunities real yeah. quick. All right. So I went to a, uh, a micro wrestling show like uh-huh. years ago back in, uh, in Winston-Salem. And the guy that ran the show gave me his number and he was out of Houston. And he, he was like, dude, I need I want you to call me because I want you know you to jump into this stuff. And work out with it. And I could have worked like on a tour with with like micro wrestlers, and that would have been like dream. You know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah, super did, cool shit, huh? I I have a question of what that would look like on a nightly basis, but I can imagine. There, there's a guy, uh, Livid the Clown, who uh, who's also um, Austin Shadows type of Jackson Shadows. Yeah, and he he's probably like five four five five something like that but he works as like the world's biggest little person and he's involved in a micro wrestling tour and that's all he does he comes in as like the giant and he puts over all the little people and he gets paid stupid money so in this scenario you would have been the washington generals to the little harlem globetrotters oh yeah man i'd have done it all there that would be i'd have been happy you know, one of my favorite matches is like the the King Kong Bundy and and all the his little guys against like it was like uh, Hillbilly Jim and his his little guys. Yeah. Uh, at, at the Mania, like any any matches like that were always some of my favorites as a kid because they were always so fun. You know, yeah. like it, it could have just turned out to be this big squash match, but the the bigger guys always worked really well with the little people and the, yeah. like the little guys really like everybody did a great job. Yeah, and the matches were always super entertaining. So I love shit. They had on MLW recently. Or they might still have him. His name is Microman. He's a luchador. Oh, really? He's like, I think a little person would say he was little. Like he's like smaller than your average little person. And I don't know why this is the second podcast that I've done where we've been talking about little people. <laughs> <laughs> like, I heard it. Well, I heard it this morning listening to your podcast earlier, and this, yeah. this happened. Yeah, but uh, but basically, like, it's just them, just like, like it's lucha style. So it's just them, like, just moving him like this, so that he can do the moves and just like pick it up and like kind of. So it's it's something. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> let's go on to the next picture. Uh, maybe one day you could tell some Robert Gibson stories off air. Uh, uh, yeah, maybe we'll do that off air. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so this next one, um, it's giving Hacksaw Jim Duggan vibes. Walk us through this. Uh, this was for uh, Worldwide Wrestling. Uh, my One of my mentors, this guy Johnny Lightning, uh, started a promotion. This was actually in um, Wilmington, I think. Yeah. Wilmington. Yeah, we did this. Um, and you'll see I'm wearing a blue... Uh, PT shirt that says yeah. third battalion on. Um, 
that's from my uh, time in boot camp, uh, Marine Corps. And the, the flag, obviously, is the deal. So I was wrestling a guy, um, Ken Dick, I think his name is. Uh, he did like a Grand Asuka character. Uh-huh. Um, and it was like this, uh, this, this whole great mood again, right? Yeah. This is this, by the way, is the only time I've gotten sprayed with mist, and I don't know if it was just like he has he has like bad stuff going on in his mouth or what. But this it was the most disgusting thing I've ever done in my life, and I would never do it again unless it's like Tajiri or Muda himself. Yeah, like never once would yeah. I do that, taking mist again. But anyway, so we had um, we worked out a deal with the MBR at uh, Jacksonville at Campbell Junior. Yeah. to uh, give tickets um, to a uh, hundred Marines um, that were there during whatever time that they were there. So they're, they're pretty much right out of boot camp. Yeah. Right. Um, but they're always looking for really cool things to do for Marines, get them off a of base, get them somewhere safe that they can have a good time, yeah. uh, entertain. So, so we ended up doing a thing there. Well, I knew this and again, Marine, right? Like, yeah. I was I was at Lejeune. Uh, I was at the brig there, but I was at Lejeune yeah. nonetheless. <laughs> um, and and I was like, oh, this is gonna be perfect because I'm wrestling a Japanese guy. I'm gonna be USA through and through. So I come yeah. out waving the flag, got my my boot camp shirt on. They saw the shirt, lost their fucking minds. Like, I think there's a a, a picture of it. Yeah, right that's that's the whole group of Marines back there they were like that was right when they recognized oh he's one of us yeah you know what i mean and it's crazy because the first time we worked down there i worked teal yeah uh and they had a bunch of marines down there and i could i could turn them just the opposite because i know everything that pisses marines off because i yeah. was one you know what i mean it makes things easier so i did everything the opposite of it. but this one i was working baby way more fun dude because again like being part of the marine corps you get to entertain all these kids that are coming yeah. in that are literally volunteering their time uh you know for this country yeah man it's it's really weird I, i've talked to a lot of people in a lot of other countries about military service and they talk to me about um how like the people in america really like their military are the true heroes and the reason why is we're the only country in the world that people volunteer to go do that yeah you know what I'm saying? That's it. We're the only place that, like, we're volunteering to keep our our country safe. And yeah, a lot of times we get sent on stupid missions from rich people that don't give a fuck about it. Yeah. But but still, like, the, a lot of the people that are going in are going in for the right reasons, and uh, and or or they're just kids that like can't afford college. Uh-huh. You know, and and this is their way to do that, or or they just needed to get out. Like, I needed to get out of where I lived. That was it. Like I yeah. needed to get the fuck away from from Sanford, North Carolina. So I joined the Marine Corps to get as far away as possible. And they sent me to California for a couple of years, which was pretty yeah. cool. So but anyway, this this match was really, really super special uh to me to be able to go out there and entertain these guys and, and gals in the Marine yeah. and uh, and all that stuff. And it just yeah. man, that place was loud. <laughs> it was it was awesome. Also, looks to be the first appearance of the beard. Uh, yeah, yeah. This was this was right when it was starting. Actually, I think this was like probably 2013, 2014, something like that. 
Yeah. Um, this was after the Power Pro days, and uh, and I was working at the gym. And uh, the reason the beard actually came about is we did like a no shave November thing. I already had a goatee. Yeah. At the time, but we did like a no shave November thing, and then I just liked how it looked so much. I just never shaved. It. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. So, but but yeah, that that's that was the baby beard. Another one of those like small things to where now like the beard is like part of your logo and like it's a part of your identity and your character. And yeah. Yeah. No shape yeah. Yeah. Man, yeah. I was in really great shape back then too. Jesus. Yeah. Um, this looks like a fun. Also, are there uh, are those zebra stripes on your pants? Uh, yeah. They were black and they, they had silver and black. Um, I don't know if it was like zebra stripes, but it, it was like wavy. Kind of stripes my wife wears them now they look great on me. way better <laughs> all right let's go to this next picture here um i like that we're somewhat keeping on a, a timeline it wasn't purpose this is a couple years back but this is uh i'll let you tell what this picture is this was um this was the year uh what was the year mania was in atlanta it looks like 2011 was the date this picture was taken Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. All right. So, uh, yeah, this was 2011. This was uh, Power Pro time frame, right when you know I really started getting serious about stuff. Yeah. Um, you'll see in the front is uh, is Pac. Yeah. Um, over there, and all the way to like in the orange shirt is like a very young um, young boy, Akira Tozawa. Yeah. I could pick those two out. Um, um, there was uh, God, I can't remember his name. I stole one of his moves. The uh, really super fast guy. Uh, it'll come to me anyway. Um, yeah, this was the Dragon Gate USA uh, seminar. Um, this was uh, right like the week of Mania. So I went down to. This is the only Mania I've ever been to. Yeah. Um, and I, I went because somebody bought me a ticket to me, to be honest. Uh, Tommy did. Tommy Conrad. He's in the ticket. Yeah. And, uh, and he wanted us to come down and, and do this thing with Dragon Gate. And, uh, you know, they had a seminar down there. And we got hooked up into that and, uh, and have, had an opportunity to, to go work uh, there. So it was really cool. Um, this was after the seminar. Obviously, we yeah. uh, nothing really came out of it, I guess. I, I ran um wires for the camera for two of their shows down there uh murky rising and um uh another show that they did with um with evolve at the time no dragon gate usa at the time yeah <clears throat> and um and uh gabe sapolsky probably knows me best as the guy who was uh couldn't pull the wires fast enough out of the way during a run-in that rich swan and johnny gargano were doing. <laughs> so <laughs> they they ran down the aisle and I didn't see them running and I went to uh like I was moving behind the camera with the wires and uh and one of them was just sticking up too much and I think like Johnny's foot kind of caught it and yanked it out of the camera and so we oh. lost that camera the rest of the show Oof. and uh they were, they were not happy with me. yeah but can't imagine they were paying you that great uh there was no pay for it no but it it was cool though because I got to meet um. Like that's where I met like Moxley and I met uh, like Brody Lee and I met um, like Gargano and Rich yeah. Swan and guys like that. Like just super talented guys. Yeah. Um, and 
pock and and like just being considered to to um you know possibly be they they had a spot that they were looking for like two extras yeah and it was a spot that like sammy callahan and uh eric cannon i think um got together as the uh the dumb ugly fucks was yeah. the name of the faction like they that was the night they came together uh-huh. and it like sammy callahan came in the ring and grabbed these two guys and like gave them a belly to belly overhead belly to belly yeah. right and they were looking at people they could do the spot with and pot comes to me he's like dude i would totally put you in this thing but you're way too big <laughs> like, i can't have sammy do this to you. <laughs> so i'm like well fuck. all right so i missed my opportunity um to be there because i was too big for this one yeah allegedly that's a, re- a reverse butterfly effect yeah yeah, yeah. I, I've I've never been told I was too big to to get a spot at a wrestling show yeah. before. Um especially back then, like twenty eleven was not the time that, that usually happened. Was Dragon Gate USA, like a lot of the guys were smaller. Yeah. Um this was like pre WWE Moxley. This was like when he was still kind of defining himself and did like really, really good promos, but was big into like all the hardcore shit of CCW and everything. Yeah. Um and it was right before he got signed. This was when like Matt and Matt Hardy and Rebby first started dating. Yeah. Like, cause they were, they were at the show and they like were just doing spots together. She was still in wrestling a little bit before uh-huh. she like took off as this like really author influencer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I met, uh, oh, I met like Jason Ayers. Uh, he refs for WWE. He gave me, uh, we got a running joke about him giving me like a Dragon Gate USA shirt to run security yeah. uh, while I was there. So it's not a funny joke. It's just a joke yeah. <laughs> and stuff like that. So, you know, again, like I wish I would take pictures, you know, with a lot of these people. Yeah. Um, one thing that stood out to me, this is this is a guy that I've respected for years. And it's a guy that you should try and get on uh, your other show is uh, it, this whole event. Every time, because I would have to follow the camera from the ringside and it would go directly to the back right where gorilla was and it would do a promo in gorilla and they would come back out of gorilla and go back to ringside for the next match so we had to keep running that thing and there was a guy that was sitting in gorilla because they didn't have a monitor in the back of the shit there was one guy the entire fucking show and he sat in gorilla the entire fucking time and watch right out that apron now, obviously staying out of the way but yeah should be should be sugar dumper yeah i'd love to have him on uh i've got so much respect for that dude as a wrestler and as a talent and like where he came from as a guy who was looked at as a comedy comedy guy starting off in like shikara and stuff like that yeah. uh, from back in the day which is where i i really first started seeing um but uh but man to where he is now like oh my god just saw just an amazing character on 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 character on
Daniel left me, everyone. Sorry. No, it's not your fault. Right, you good? Last time. Yeah, I'm, I'm all good. Hopefully. Let's catch up. Sorry. This is a lot longer than I thought it would be for a yeah. I, I tell really long stories. It's okay. I'm going to. Oh, we've only got one. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Okay. So we'll um, wrap up Dragon. I'll be, yeah, I'll be quick. I can edit. I'm just. You don't have to be quick. I'm just. So I know when to edit it, so I can like see. That's why I do that. That's not pretty, but yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, man. Shug Shug D. He sat there all night, and and before that, like I was at a Ring of Honor thing, uh, at a show there, and I watched him, you know, work as an extra during that show, and like yeah. tear the ring down, and and like. I, Shug was already a guy that I thought was already there. Like I thought he already made it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I was watching him on bigger shows than I was yeah. doing at the time. So I looked at him as like a name. And um, anyway, it, it, like total respect for that. I'd love to work him. He's he's actually on yeah. my list of guys. I would love to work. Yeah, I was really Funny. bummed. You were supposed to be on that Let uh, Wrestling Live show that happened, mm -hmm. their first show. Yeah, I was really looking forward to being able to see him wrestle. So yeah, yeah, love to have him on the show as well. Um, he's he's such a cool dude. Really, yeah. really cool. Sorry. No, no, you're good. Um, so we're gonna go to I think this is the last wrestling picture that you have selected. Um, and it's a picture of you with somebody I'm sure we all can kind of recognize. Uh I just want to start by asking that's not Taz, right? The guy on the right. <laughs> oh god, no. Uh the guy on the right there, well, I don't remember who that is. I can't really see it very well. Yeah, I don't know. It looks like a mix between Taz and Michael Bay's. Oh, yeah, I have no idea who that guy is. I know the guy to the left of him is uh, Martin Bravara. And uh, then the guy, you can see Kendall Williams uh, is, is yeah. the best there. Is that Michael Devine over there? That is... Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Probably. I mean... it, it definitely could be. I yeah. can't really see him very well. It's a small picture. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, um, so we've got Harley Race here in a neck brace, uh, probably outside. Yeah, we're gonna gym. We were we were doing a seminar. Uh, Harley came to uh, Wilmington before one of the Worldwide Wrestling shows, and and uh, they did a seminar with him there. And then he was picking the people that would wrestle the show. And I had a really terrible match during the seminar, which is a thing for me. Um, <laughs> And uh, and I didn't I didn't get a chance to work on the show uh, that night, but I, I did get some really cool feedback from Harley. And then this was this was actually the first time that we met. Yeah. And then, um, we had a couple other really cool occasions where uh, I was able to like sit down and interview him for like an hour. Uh -huh. That was probably a horrible interview because I'm not a great interview. Um, and uh, but anyway, I got to sit and just shoot the shit with him for like an hour uh, one day. Yeah. And then he watched some other stuff I did. And, and uh, we, it, it was, it was supposed to be like a gala, like a, a thing for Jim Cornette, like uh -huh. a big like, 
thank you, Jim Cornette thing. And uh, but Harley was there, so it turned into everybody putting over Harley, <laughs> and then like talking a little bit about Cornette. So it was it was really like a big tribute to to Harley Race there. But, uh, but yeah, I got to do some good yeah. stuff. Harley. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, pretty good. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah. We lost it again, but maybe it's like too much like stuff going on with your computer. I don't know. We missed uh, Adam Copeland and Suzuki tonight, dude. It's crazy. I think it's my um, my webcam being weird. I like the camera we use. So I'm going to switch to my computer webcam. There. The first thing, I guess. That's okay. There wasn't much more to say. Okay. Sorry. I don't, it's never done it this much. Usually it's one, but uh, but yeah, Harley Race, and then we'll hop in here. So I guess I'll know because I'll be in a different camera angle. Um, all right, so you had the opportunity to, to kind of learn from Harley Race, and we're gonna jump right from Harley Race to something probably is a little bit more important uh, with this next picture here. Uh, yeah, man, this this is the whole reason why I do everything I do. <laughs> Um, that's, that's my wife, uh, Rhiannon, and then, uh, our daughter, Amelia, and her son, Chris, um, down there. And that's actually, like, uh, a really, like, sentimental, like, waterfall, yeah. I guess, for us. Uh, Rhi and I used to go on these dates. We would, we would, like, chase waterfalls back in the day because we're broke and we just wanted something to do. Yeah. Um, gas was cheap, cheaper, at least, and, uh, we could just go for drive have a picnic on the side of the mountain or something like that. So we found this place out in like uh towards the Cascades. Yeah. Somewhere. And uh and it was always our, our little place to kind of go hang out for a while. And we started bringing the family there, but this is one of the, the last times that we um we all went out there as a family. Yeah. Is this the this picture from the same Yeah. Yeah okay. same. So. so um but but the reason why I put this in here man is is like I don't really talk about a lot of personal stuff on online and um and uh, i tell you a lot of things about my wife because like she's such a creative force and, and yeah. a lot of things that I do. um and like my my kids are are there and they're they're like really inspirational my daughter's old enough like she gets it yeah and um you know, she she gives you know really good tips from from fan perspectives mm -hmm. um for a lot of like the wrestling stuff that I do. but like overall man like i'm not the person i am without them um re refound me at a, a really shitty time where i was uh, again i was going through divorce and um yeah. you know lost everything and, and really was just shrunk and feeling sorry for myself all the time and um my wrestling at the time was more uh kind of fuck the world attitude mm -hmm. 
and uh, it wasn't safe. Uh, it wasn't healthy. Uh, I was just really in a bad place. And she, uh, I was like staying on the guy's couch after all this. Um, you know, it was it, like literally just wrestling to pay bills, whatever, yeah. um, and and just traveling. I didn't have many bills, so we would just travel on the road, for, you know, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and head to the next town and do whatever. Um, but yeah, man, she would. She found me, and and uh, you know, it, it took me like eight months to realize I was in a relationship. But once I did, yeah, uh, <laughs> it turned out to be one of the best things I ever did. Um, but yeah, man, uh, she she saved me, and and I felt like if I'm gonna have something that talks about like pictures that mean a lot to me, yeah. Then, her and, and the kids in it. Yeah. And uh, no, nobody in the world needs more than they do. Yeah. So. I think that's a, a great way to put a stamp on your end of this podcast. Um, now we're going to be entering in mine. Um, these are a few <laughs> pictures um, that probably don't have the same sentimental value. We're not going to enter the part of the show I like to call Daniel's Picks. And uh, I stalked your extensive Facebook library of pictures, and these are what I came up with. Some of these uh, I'm going to roast you on. Some of these I have questions yeah. about. Some of them are right in the middle. Um, I have one where I'm going to roast somebody else. So, um, But we'll start off with this picture, which I thought was kind of fun. Uh, just walk me through this. This was uh, at CWF Mid-Atlantic. Uh, this is me and Trevor Lee, uh, Cameron Grimes again. Yeah. And and really, all it was was like everybody was doing plank videos and stuff like that on social media at the time. And he had this idea that we should like do a lockup and then do a plank as a lockup. And then that's what we did. It was just a dumb thing. Yeah. Still a fun picture. Um, cool gear. I must say. Thanks. My first set of actual like handmade, uh, like personalized gear uh, made by a lady named Jade, uh, uh -huh. who was the, the wife of. Um, one of the guys that trained me also but uh but yeah my my first set of gear was for those it was the the logo was actually uh stolen a little bit from a michael jackson um uh album cover yeah it, the rest so, of it's feeling so there's nothing wrong with that i don't think yeah it's we just adjusted it a little bit for me you know what i mean made some changes and things like that so it wouldn't be like totally rip off but that that's where it was inspired from well this is probably the one that i would least gonna roast you on this next one i'm gonna bring up uh who is this guy uh <laughs> is this fryer gimmick like like i don't know this this picture so for those wondering this is stick for mark james not really why i brought this up what's this fellow's what's this fellow's deal his all right so this was how i got into power from this was my tag team partner we were, this is one of the um, Carthage yeah. um, fairgrounds pictures. But anyway, his name, this this is the best part of it too. I, you didn't even know this. And and this is going to be the, the best surprise for you. Yeah. Uh, his name is Gluteus Maximus. That's amazing. Yes. Uh, he was a Roman character. He did a Roman gimmick, but that, that was his name. Gluteus Maximus. Uh, he's still a good friend of mine. Uh, still, he's he's the guy that was um, take me back and forth from Fable. Yeah, and actually uh, was the guy I initially went to the restaurant with that the night that my wife and I finally like started dating, uh -huh. and then I left with her and, and instead of him. So, but uh, but yeah, 
Yeah, thanks. Thanks. I think it worked out. How did um, that tag team, um, what was the story behind your, you as a, a team? I was, uh, I was a man for hire back okay. then. It very kind of similar to what I am, you know, what I could be now, but we were, I was just a man for hire back then. I was just a mercenary that people, yeah. would, you know, pay to secure whatever they wanted to secure. He was the great Roman emperor, Ludius Maximus, and he needed a partner to, I don't know, it was, it was a really weak storyline, but it yeah. was a way for me to live into the company. So. Yeah, yeah. That, that answers my question and more. Uh, I was- I, all right. Hold on. Uh, one one last really, really cool thing about this that I have to share. Okay. Um, Glute, Glute was the guy, uh, the the last match my father ever watched me wrestle was against him. Oh, cool. So. so. That was that's a really like he he has a very very important part in my my life yeah you know so I'm, I'm glad yeah. you brought this yeah yeah uh, what are, I think the, the 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 theme of this episode are kind of like what are the odds like that these small little things like I had no idea that this person was like that would bring this story out so kind of the theme of this episode um, next one I don't feel like we're gonna have the same uh, uh, connection with uh, what's going on here <laughs> this was uh again i was doing like a man for hire gimmick this was me uh after like we did a run-in yeah but uh, i wore my singlet under that get up and it was just a dress shirt that i was soaking wet in because i did a bunch of wrestling and it was hot as fuck in the place. okay so but yeah that was it that was just yeah that's what i thought it looks like you were late for the show like you left your job <laughs> And didn't have time to change. Yes. No, my my gimmick, my character actually wore like dress pants and like the singlet. It was like a very um uh uh Mr. Hughes, but yeah. but white guy. The um, white Mr. Hughes. Yeah, white Mr. Hughes thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Back the the man for hire yeah. um guy. So that and again, it was just a way to get into the company yeah. and it was terrible, which is why they talked me into doing the Dudley's thing. Cause he's like, you just don't have an identity right now. Like yeah. we need to figure out what, who the hell is sticks, who is Mark yeah. James. And, and a, a lot of that I attribute to, to Dick Foley mm-hmm. again, like he, he may have had a rip off gimmick or whatever, but the guy was really, really smart. Yeah. And uh, like he was really big in the character development and really big in the production. And a lot of the stuff that I know now and that I throw out about, you know, when we have talks about, production stuff or whatever is yeah. because of stuff um so I, I give a lot of my you know probably power pro was one of my my best times in wrestling not not including now yeah awesome. you know. well, a little bit more significance than i thought this next one is a straight up roast and i'm sorry i have to do it to you uh, i have i could have had more photos to add to this but for the size of the screen i could only include two but <laughs> also also power for a time again like i had all right so baby doll maybe these these pants uh-huh. like and they it's like puffy paint and like like bedazzled shit from yeah from walmart or whatever on there that says sticks and has like a spider web and everything else and i just needed a shirt that would like match it and and again it's it's like 2008 2009 so i, I would go to um places in the mall and find these really weird 
yeah random shirts with like designs on them and shit and wear the hell out of them all the time and they made my arms look really good so i didn't care yeah um but yeah that's what the and those were just random okay promo picks i guess back in the okay. day so i i think i feel better because these were assumptions like these is just like mark out on a night on the town <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> There, there was a time though when I was in the Marine Corps, and um, and the guys like we would go to Palm Springs, and for yeah. some reason we felt like we should wear like these club shirts that were uh, like super tight and like some were like see through mesh and shit. It was it was terrible. Yeah, let me bring that back. Um, I, I didn't this? have cameras back then. So. What is this <laughs> thing behind you? That's a chair. Okay don't ask i have no idea it was just there and and again i didn't i didn't think about shit like it was just it, wrestling was so different now yeah. than it was back then you know what i mean yeah. like chris downey available to kind of make you look like a million bucks yeah exactly like there was there was no ringside photographers there was no guys that that like really understood photography and wrestling yeah. and things like that this was you know us with cell phones and we just needed to get a picture i like it well, even this had a little bit of significance. I feel like that might be a theme of this podcast is no no matter what the picture is, there's always going to be a story behind it. And I appreciate you joining me for this first uh, inaugural, uh, what do they call it, um, flagship episode? Is that like the... Inception, the inceptional episode. Uh, yes, the, the conception. We're con- the consummatal episode of this show. I, I don't know exactly what we'll call it but uh i had a lot of fun and i hope you did as well yeah man this this was really cool i think i think there's really more to this of like some of the pictures that you randomly pick yeah than than it is like some of the pictures that they send yeah um because i i had more fun in the anticipation of like okay well what what did he randomly grab yeah Um, i think that could be a good kind of note like moving forward maybe like 50 50 or like we alternate, like I'll do, you do one and then I'll do one. I think that's a good. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, man, this was a totally, totally really good time. And we yeah. missed, uh, we missed uh, Suzuki and, and uh, Adam Copeland. Uh, so hopefully it's working. Yeah. I That's the one thing about doing these podcasts is I never get to watch wrestling anymore because Wednesday is always a record day. So, um, but hey, you make sacrifices for the things you love. And I hope sure. everyone that's listening and watching this, if you're listening, go to Instagram to check out the pictures or go to YouTube to see the whole episode. Um, but yeah, thanks so much. Follow Mark James. It's at real Mark James on everything, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I try and keep it easy. Yeah. And if you ever <laughs> want a t-shirt made, he's your guy. Um, yeah, he can do it all. If you need a tasty cake hookup, he's also your guy. Got you. I'll bring you crimped side. Thank you. I appreciate that. Oh, how do you eat your crimpets? Uh, so crimpets, I eat straight up, but the peanut butter um, tasty cakes, those got to be in the fridge or the freezer. Okay. So question though. All right. So do you do you eat it icing up or icing down? Oh, I don't think I don't think it matters. No, it does. Uh, does it? Yes. What is the correct answer? I I think it's icing down. Because it's connected with the taste buds. Yes. Okay. Because otherwise you're just getting mostly cake and then some icing on the back end. I like the sweet up front. Okay. I'm going to have to try that. 
yeah, it's worth it. Give it a shot. See if you like okay. it. For those who don't know, Tasty Cakes. There's 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 been Tasty Cakes in the store, but they've been the dog shaped Tasty Cakes. They've been the Tasty Cakes that are trying to be Little Debbie when they've got their own arsenal of yummy take cakes. And some for some reason they're finally starting their way to make their way down south. And so, oh yeah, yeah. So crimpets. Um, there's like a peanut butter cookie one, uh, p- peanut butter cake one that's good. Those are my personal right. favorites. Candy cakes, yeah, I like those a lot. I yeah. I deliver those on a regular basis, but uh, yeah. Look, I feel like if it was good enough for ODB, it's good enough for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. sure. And he talked about tasty cakes in the songs. So. Yeah, I'm hoping that this is going to be the ODB of podcast. So, um, if only. But yeah, thanks so much um, for taking the time to talk with me tonight. Yeah, man. Thank you.